hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online is news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from YourTechLife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from TechGuide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode. So 240 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, and their Arlo range of smart home security cameras. I'm joined in the EFTM studio by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, Stephen. Good evening, Trevor. Good to be in the uh, luxury surroundings of the EFTM studio. On the behalf of our audience, I'd like to thank you for um, getting the frequent flyer points required <laughs> to, to come this far. We yeah. live at basically polar opposite ends of the Sydney yes, we do. Uh, metro basin, and uh, Stephen doesn't like to travel <laughs> um, unless there's a lounge and business class. Yeah, that's so right. That's okay. That's right. So we do it all, as I said, thanks to Nick here. We have a lot to talk about, including an interesting breaking news story, uh, with apologies to Paul and Rach for using their breaking news intro just then. But let's get cracking on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So let me set the scene. Um, as I got home tonight, I checked Twitter and someone, someone said something like, I can't believe I knew about the Mitchell Pierce story before someone else, you know, alleging that that other person should have known quicker. We're, we decided to have Texas barbecue ribs up at Waitara, yep. which is near me. We're driving there. I've seen, have you seen the Mitchell Pierce story? And we've started discussing what is a very interesting story. Now, this is a rugby league story. It has nothing to do with technology as, uh, as the contents of the story, except for the fact that A, the way the story breaks and evolves is very interesting compared to the old days, and B, the kind of stuff that can now be captured, recorded, and shared. So in simple terms, without going into the gory, disgraceful, disgusting detail, Mitchell Pierce is 10 pints full on Australia Day after a, a cruise on the harbour with his teammates, uh, endorsed by his coach, and he goes out to someone's apartment with a bunch of mates. He's tanked. And he starts doing things like inappropriately trying to kiss a woman, a lewd act with a dog, and some, well, toilet issues um, <laughs> that, that mean that basically yep. he's a two-year-old not yep. wearing a nappy and needs toilet training. Now, here's what's really interesting, Stephen. You and I have got, I've got 20 years in the media. You've got probably more than that, 30. 30. Um, and so we've seen the evolution of media in, in, yep. in its absolute form. I go from radio when you relied on a basis terminal for AAPYs and there was no internet to find out what's happening in the world. You used to you'd be the sports editor for yep. the for the Telly, Telegraph, yep. and so you'd be putting stories to together and to print at yep. night. 20 years ago, A, this story wouldn't have happened because we didn't have idiots playing football. But, well, we did, but we didn't have people with smartphones recording them. Okay, so let, like, let's... God, God help the players back in the day. Okay, so let's go there that. first. Let's yeah. go there first. If we had smartphones... And the ability to quickly share, because what's interesting is, if I don't know about you, but I look at my Facebook memories nearly every day, and I go, things that were five and six years ago, I look at the video and I go, hey, wasn't the quality crap? And B, yeah. I remember that being really hard to upload, like you had to get it off the camera, put it, did it, These days, two clicks, and you've recorded something, no, and it's, you, it's you, on the internet. You've, you've, uh, you've mentioned a good point. It's, it's a two-pronged danger here is the fact that we're all carrying these devices that records video, takes photos, so... 
suddenly every single person with a smartphone is a journalist. Yeah. Secondly, is not only can you capture that, that content, but you can share it now. A little thing called the internet lets you share this stuff. Now, yeah. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, there would have been plenty of incidents that could have been recorded and shared in this way, but through lack of technology, they weren't. Now, fast forward to 2016, where we've got these full-time professional players, mind you. Yeah. Back, back, back when in your I was day. playing, I had a job. We, we played, played football, and we all had jobs. And my mates were tradies and pull coppers, and I was a journo, so we all had our jobs, right? Turn up to training, That's you it. play the Straight games, afterwards. you go back to work. Yep, And then... Now we've got full-time players earning way more money than we did and still can't, they don't get it. They don't understand that the dangers that are there, if they want to carry on like a pork chop, do it, do it where no one can see you. Mm. Now they're doing it at parties. Everyone, I, I think it was the, the video of Mitchell Pierce was that obvious it was being shot. Yes. That he surely would have noticed it. Yes. And yet he kept carrying on and on. The video goes for two minutes. Because they're off their dials, right? So they don't realise. Well, that You don't make the connection. I'm tipping when you're, when you're that drunk no. that that person holding a phone could be videoing and saving and da-da-da-da. And it's a downhill oh, spiral. Right. So, And the interesting thing is you, you're right about the quality of the technology. I mean, we, we have in our hands phones that can record in quality better than television cameras five years ago, right? And And... The yep. the quality of this video isn't great because it was low light, but there's no questioning everything that goes oh, on. You can no clearly see the, the audio; it's yeah. all there. Yeah. I mean, a current affair run the story with subtitles yeah. to allow us to watch it in a restaurant without listening to it. Yeah. It was it was sensational. So the thing, so you're, this is the twofold uh, problem or approach or whatever you want to call it. Here is we are all recording, so it, you kind of need, and this is an well, interesting all, one for parents. Right? Always on. That's right. Kids have got to realize. Everything's being recorded. You know, whether it's your mate in the playground, whether it's at sport or whatever, that video could be used against you. And that's a terrible thing because we do fun things as kids, which, mate... It, God help us you know, if we had phones back I then. was a pretty straight-down-the-line kid, but let me tell you, there's stuff that I did, there's no way yeah. I would want a video record of. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. I can think of things that I might have a video record of that... There's no way I would ever want anyone to see. I mean, there's just crazy things, right? So, well, there's a, there's a thing with uh, you, you got to you got to consider if you if you're a, a person in the public eye like Mitchell Pierce is, right? Yep. Today, in 2016, you got to you got to remember that anything you do, consider it possibly being on the front page of the newspaper. Which is exactly consider a, that. Now, I work at a, a large organisation, and and the the filter I always use is. What if this was on the front page of the Telegraph? Because I worked in the, in, in the talkback radio for decades, and I understand exactly how the news cycle works. So let's go back to the news cycle. It's 20 years ago. We do have smartphones. We do have the internet. You're the sports editor at the Daily Telegraph. We, it's interesting. We have some, So let's say you get the footage, mm-hmm. but, you, but it's not been able to be shared on the internet, right? So we've only got footage. Yep. We haven't got the share. This is a story you take screenshots of. You, yes. I don't know. You put a, an article together, and it's your front page splash, and you're the only media outlet with it for wow. you know twelve or fifteen hours. Could you imagine today being able to have something for twelve or fifteen no, hours? It's impossible. impossible. It, absolutely impossible. You're right. If it did, if this did happen twenty years ago, like I was sports editor, papers would sell to two thousand and three. Absolutely, I was, I was sports editor for three years. We'd say right, we've got. It'd be an, it'd be what we call the an FBI story, front, back, back and inside. inside. That's what that's what a massive story is. Right. So the front page would have it. You know, Bruce the disgrace. That, whatever. That's the kind of yeah. the reason we're talking about this is that's the kind of insight I love, and I think yeah. our listeners will love yeah. is 
an FBI. Well, Who would have known, yeah, right? Unless you've worked in the paper game. Exactly right. And it's, it's what we'd do, we'd probably, being the sports editor, you'd confer them with the editor. You'd probably sit down and have a little mini conference. Say, right, this is still an FBI today, this, this right? Is, absolutely. Absolutely. This is going to be everywhere tomorrow and, and in, the, in the days to come. So you'd, you'd, you'd divide the story. Okay, what, what you tell, you give us the, you do the TikTok, sort of what happened and, and do the timeline, where, where he was, what he did, who saw him, any other photos. Yep. Go, you know, go to his house. They'd be camped outside his house right now. Yep. So go to the club. So get all the reaction. Then the sports side of things, I'd say to my blokes, I'd say, right, let's see what's the fallout of this going to be. What are the Roosters going to mm-hmm. do? Let's go the sports angle. Will he be sacked? Fine. Origin. Go origin. Get Laurie Daly saying whatever. Do it that way. Mm-hmm. And then whatever whatever we come up with and then... We, in the middle, the, the 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 front page will probably be the breaking of the story with a little taste of all the other stories we've got. They'll probably go front page, page two and three, more reports in sport, and it'll be back page and probably four pages inside of sport. Yeah, yeah, full of pictures. Uh, probably they'd even be trying to get hold of the people that were whose house it was. Mm. So there'd be news reporters probably there as well. Now here's what's yeah. interesting. I. What, everything you've said is exactly what is occurring at the Daily Telegraph all afternoon today because this right story yep. has been bu- probably... But in it's the, on in the, the internet too. The internet's a big fact but, too. Play so, the video. But, but yeah. here's the thing, right? This story started, let's call it... Uh, we don't know this, but let's call it one o'clock. The yep. person who got the video finally got the courage to ring mm. someone and say, can I sell this footage? It is, uh, someone has then rung every major media organisation, a current affair, Channel 7 News, the Daily Telegraph, yep. um, the Sydney Morning <laughs> Herald, and said, I've got a video. How much do you want to pay for it? There's been a bidding war going on all afternoon. Yeah. As we on, saw let, me just, let me just stop you there for one second. What you just said is exactly right, and there's the potential to make money. Mm. So don't you reckon these players would think, if I step out of line here, this is going to not only help, like the person shooting it's going to be, you know, make a couple of hundred thousand, but my career's over. Yeah. Like, and Sue them. Poorly, you know, sadly, the, the, the factor of the alcohol factor is what stands in the way of common sense. Yeah, that's right. That's the, that's the <clears throat> core so, of the problem here. So all afternoon, the tele- you can imagine Buzz has been all over it going, we, we get to buy oh. the video, buy it exclusively, yep. you know, that kind of thing. Yep. You've got Grunter Grant Williams, the, produ- the executive producer of A Current Affair, Buy it, we, you know. Let's let's bid for it. Yep. I actually saw the story, and it said that the Daily Telegraph were going to run the story at seven thirty, and then a current affair said they're running it. Now, here's how I reckon it went down behind the scenes: a current affair paid top dollar for the first run exclusive, and then it, the Daily Telegraph have paid slightly less, yep. and they've got it as a print slash you know online exclusive yep. for them. And and their online story had all the really sharp screenshots, screenshots and yep. everything. So 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 here's the thing now. It's still going to be an FBI in the newspaper tomorrow. Absolutely. And, fr- and here's the other thing I want to you know, delve into here. Newspapers are not dead. They still exist. But I've got to say, if you want to just go at a glance, how, what is the TikTok of this story? How does this story run? There's no better place than a newspaper. newspaper. That's one thing that... that that one's one thing we... You I can pride, have all I the web pages in the world. Absolutely. No. Well, one thing with the, with the newspaper is that... It's it's the detail you can offer, mm. and not only, and obviously the caliber of our writers. We had really great writers, yeah. great contacts, and finding out things that no one else might have known, like something happened the day before. You know, the, who the whole is whose house is it at? Something Where like is that. it? Yep. You know, getting the person, maybe getting a photo of the woman the next day with the dog. Yeah, the dog's the star of the story now too. What's the dog's name? <laughs> what what, what's the breed of the dog? Seriously, yeah, mate, that's yeah. a story in itself. Dr. Rob Zammett, you know, he's like, all over it. You know, the, the, the dog's traumatised. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. no, there's all these angles to the story, but yeah. it all gets back to them not realising that these phones we carry around now, bringing it back to a tech angle here, mm. that 
Everyone is a journalist. That's right. Every single person. How many? And this isn't, unfortunately, this isn't the first time he's been caught out. That's right. So then you've got this, and I go back to my thing about the newspaper being the best place to read that thing. Now, you, we, we could argue, and I bet you any money, Twitter will release a moment on this, right? Absolutely. Which is where they compile a bunch of tweets and so you can flick through them. Well, now, Luke, that's great. That's up the Luke Hopewell. But it's still not <laughs> as good as opening up a paper and Absolutely. seeing a timeline and all that yeah. kind of stuff, Absolutely right? Absolutely right. And then the last thing I want to say is, in terms of the, the importance of video on the internet, right? Now, a current affair used a technology that you might not have heard of, listeners, called Snappy TV. Now, Snappy TV is basically a, a, a subscription service all the television stations have. Snappy, with their web servers, are just recording the television constantly. And as a producer behind the scenes, well, I see this at the Today Show, they've got people sitting there and they just go, they load up a timeline, they just start and stop a clip and they save it and they immediately tweet it. So they can tweet a video that went to air in an instant. And that's exactly what they did tonight. They put it to air and then it was immediately available to put on Twitter. Like within which meant, seconds. Which meant they got... They're getting the leverage. I said to the to Grant Williams, I said, mate, you're going to get you're going to smash social media. The, the numbers are going to be amazing. Mm. And I'll give you another example of that. Do you remember? Have, did you see the story um, on the weekend about the two blokes on the Gold Coast that intercepted that robbery? Mm, yes, right. And that interview on the Today Show. So yeah. here's here's a I, I'm I don't work for Channel One, but I, I appear there. But here's a I think Today Show failed uh, on on Monday. I think it was or Tuesday Monday. They they didn't put that story in a native format. Right, they put that story in their normal website, up on their jump in mm-hmm. catch up. Yep. So someone else screen screen yeah, grabbed, grabbed it, got it. the whole yep. video, and put and it on Facebook. It. Yeah. Two million views. I noticed that. Yeah. And they don't get the stats. Yeah. So it shows how critical it is to get mm. the video in a native form, so people can share it on social yep. media, and that's how we consume our news. Just just on the social aspect of this, now this is going to have a life of its own. On t- Twitter's already blowing up. And yeah, you know, we just you and I had several retweets. Memes. and uh, yeah, well, uh, exactly right. Uh, and it, was, it took only minutes for the memes to appear, uh, and the 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 fallout of this on social media, and every, everyone's going to have an opinion. Oh. Everyone's going to say he's got to go because the whatever. other thing, the other thing on Twitter, and you said everyone's a journalist because we've got smartphones. Well, yeah. everyone's a talkback host because Absolutely. everyone's got an opinion on Twitter. That's it, mate. And that's yep. but that actually adds to it, right? There's that's been some funny things I've seen already. Look. You know, you got to remember this is a real person, and and his alcohol Absolutely. issues are actually well, what yeah. should be talked about. I agree. I think he needs help. Someone needs to sit this bloke down and say, right, forget footy for now. Let's get your head right. Yeah, because something's wrong. And and as parents, I think we can both agree that this is a this is a lesson for parents to educate their kids that nothing is private. No, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, nothing's private. Especially uh, even forget being Mitchell Pearce or uh, someone in the public eye. This could happen to anyone. That's right. This could happen to me or you and our kids. You don't know what's going to happen. This so, could happen to your dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, that, Ziggy, Ziggy and Logan. Ziggy and smash No, him. they wouldn't have copped it. Yeah, they would have. They would have bitten his face off. <laughs> Plus, they're South supporters, mate. They, 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 they wouldn't have they gone, wouldn't near, have gone near him. He's a rooster. Place. He's a rooster. <laughs> they would have, nah, have smelt that on him. But anyway, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Dick. I think it's an interesting conversation. The reason we wanted to do it was because it's fresh and it's it's in our minds and. I think hopefully the insights that we can have, especially Stephen yeah. with his with his history in newspapers, but also a little bit behind the scenes of the media, is a bit of an insight, but also understanding how technology plays a how role it in every single yeah. part of our news cycle, it, our lives. Yeah, and, it's what uh, makes it viral. This what, is viral now. It is two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
Well, completely changing gears, Trevor. We uh, although we there is remember. a dog on the ad on your web page, <laughs> not on my page, right not on my version. Yes, yes. I don't know what you've been googling. Grow, grow your business with YouTube, and there's a dog running around. I don't know what you've been. Woo! Googling. But anyway, uh, yesterday, as we know, early this week, if you're listening later in the week, was Australia Day. Happy and Australia I, Day, and, and to you. And I, I, I took it as an opportunity to write a story on Tech Guide about some of the world's greatest technologies that a lot of people don't realise were invented right here in Australia. Is, is the Hills Hoist a technology? Well, it's not, it doesn't make not, your list. Not really. Well, let, let's kick it off. I'll talk about the first couple and you can carry on there. Let's go one for one. You go okay, first. Okay, here we go. The first, in, first technology created in Australia, can you believe, is Wi-Fi. Wireless I don't think most people connection. would. No. Be, there's definitely people that would know that, but I think most people would go, no. really? Seriously. It, it was, was a CSIRO, CSIRO yeah, yeah, an astrophysicist named John O'Sullivan. It was actually a result of an experiment that failed. So it was kind of an accident that they discovered it. So what they were doing, you had like a, an experiment with atoms and black holes and radio waves, and they found that they could manipulate the radio waves. And then they thought, well, how can we use this to transmit and receive data wirelessly? And that formed the basis for what we know as Wi-Fi today. And it evolves, and I'm tipping the CSRI, don't make any money out of it. Well, they they did make money. There was a a court case, I think, several years ago where they received hundreds of millions of dollars from companies like HP and Dell, uh, where they did actually pony up some money to be able to use the technology. Very good. The second one, which I absolutely don't think many people would know, but I think it's a great story, is Google Maps. Yep couple of blokes here in Australia, they were Danish uh, brothers, they, they lived in Australia, but they were working for Google, um, came up with Google Maps. Now, maps were not new, but the overall concept of uh, you know a global map, one that would navigate and find directions and do all the things that we expect of Google today... Mm. Is born well, and bred at Google Australia. Google bought their company. The company was where to technology offered the mapping technology and what was around you, what was near you. That's right. And Google, that's a great idea. Great. And, and you know, thought, thank you. That's an interesting point, right? You look at acquisitions and a lot of the best acquisitions end up being these kind of things. Siri was an acquisition. Yep. You know, that's right. uh, from yep. Apple. Absolutely. So Google Maps can be proudly called Australia. Aussie, that's right. Next one, the black box flight recorder. Mm, well, which is not black. It's uh, exactly right. It's not black. It's bright orange, as a matter of fact. But this is the device created by Dave Warren, who found a way to record the cockpit voices as well as the flight data to record in the unfortunate event of a plane crash the final moments of the flight. Mm. And uh, it, as you said, yeah, it's not black. It's bright orange. The uh, the one I think that people, again, would know, but we should continually talk about is Professor Graham Clark's cochlear implant. Yep. Now, what a great invention. And I, you know what? It's only a couple of days ago I, I was watching a video on YouTube, which, I don't know, there's something in my eyes. Well, it was terrible. But it was people hearing for the first time. It made me a bit emotional. It was okay. one of those things. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite amazing to see both yeah. little, like there's a great one of a little Baby tiny Aussie kid. Here and, and, it, and it, oh my God, his eyes open up. And then there's ones of, you know, teenagers, adults yeah. who are hearing either again or, or for the first yeah. time. That's a mind-blowing bit of technology. I was technology. choked up too, mate. I was choked That's up good. as well. I'll give me goosebumps. For but the cochlear <laughs> implant, yep. proudly Australian. Yes, and, uh, and the uh, Professor Graham Clark, who invented that, uh, he was inspired to do it because his dad was very hard of hearing. Oh, right. He had very poor hearing, his what? old man. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next one is the pacemaker. Now, this was a, a, a technology that was created back in 1926, but get this. It was at the Sydney Crown Street Women's Hospital. Why is that relevant? Where I was born. 
just a year not, later. Not in, <laughs> not in 1926, but a lot later than that. But Dr. Mark Lidwell connected, uh, a newborn baby was having problems, heart problems, connected electrodes uh, so it would stimulate the heart continuously to give it Isn't that Isn't that what a defibrillator charge. does? No, not Did quite. Did he invent it's that a, as well? It's a one-off hit with the defibrillator. This actually supplies the constant charge to keep the heart pumping. That's why people have pacemakers surgically ins- inserted because in their bodies. Because it's always there. Just it supplies that the power. That's right. So uh, amazingly, too, he, he decided at the time, he thought, well, ethically, he didn't know where that stood. So he sort of didn't claim Ethically, patents. the electricity and that kind of thing, well, you mean? Or I don't know. Well, just making the, money off it? Well, no, I think just the whole ethics around using this primitive little you know, electricity with, you know, we're talking, it's 1926, remember, yeah, yeah. where we didn't think where, where the... People would think, well, no, if the baby's heart doesn't work, then it, you know it's God's will that it should die or whatever. Uh, of course, so yeah. ethically, he didn't know where he stood. Right. So that's why he didn't pursue any patents and everything. And it, it went. He could have made billions of dollars, but decided to look, just let the technology do what it needed to do on the quiet. And it became the technology that all pacemakers well, are based I mean, on. What about the medical inventions from Australia yeah. and the CSIRO? In 1976, the year of my birth, the ultrasound was invented, discovered by the CSIRO because... They discovered a way to bounce the ultrasound echoes off soft tissue because I guess what are they only had X-ray? X-ray could only see bone. So if you had a, a ultrasound, you can see soft tissue like uh, obviously a baby ultrasound. You see a baby in there, yeah. and and even uh, for breast examinations, things yeah, like that. Use for, it for a heap of breast cancer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other one that lucky last is the electric drill. When was that invented? We are drillers. The uh, in eighteen eighty six, Arthur James Arnott, and no, he didn't invent the SAO. Oh come on! There's only one T in Arnott. Arthur so, James uh, Arnott, you sure? Can we investigate? Because <laughs> if he invented the SAO yeah. and the electric drill, he should be. He may be my my god. He may be a man yeah. I'd worship. Yeah. Well, uh, he was working for the Union Electric Company in Melbourne. The photo that you put on Tech Guide. Doesn't help with the story because it's a very modern it's very drill. modern drill. <laughs> it's not quite the eighteen eighty six drill, but uh, he invented it. You know, as all great inventions, it it's, tries to solve a problem, it tries to do something that's makes something easier to do. And in this case, to drill out rock, dig out coal. Oh, it was it probably a massive thing at the time. You know, to to yep. do excavations and drilling on yep. coal faces, literally. Yep. And then it became miniaturized, like yeah. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking only of the little thing I use to you know take number plates (laughs) off cars, not as a you know stealing thing. I take number plates off cars as I'm you know reviewing them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Suspect. (laughs) It is funny. Didn't sound very good. Pull up at a car park and I'm there going. People look at me going, why is he taking the plates off that car? but you know, back then, what they, they had, shuts, shuts they had steam engines and stuff. You'd be, you'd be thinking, yeah. Well, there goes back to our original story. Um, you know, you, you see a bloody steam engine walk past, you think, well, hang on a minute, what if we use that engine to power Absolutely a drill right. bit? Yeah. And a that's lot, how inventions come a about. A lot of isn't people it? were putting two and two together. I'm sure when Henry Ford back in the day, two and two is all you need to do now. Two and two is four. That's right. But Henry Ford would have seen a horse-drawn carriage and thinking, what about if we had a horseless carriage? How could we do that? And there you go. The car was invented. But uh, What a genius. Well, that was, I think, Mercedes-Benz, I think, were oh. developers of the first car, I Mate, understand. really? Yeah. I think it's, no, I think no. it's Carl great, Benz. Carl Benz. I think it's under the, great conjecture. Yeah, well, they were there a lot earlier than a lot of other cars. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has no great loyalty, but does love them very much. <laughs> Two Bikes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear's Arlo. Arlo security system, you can get uh, HD cameras for your home. Stay connected to what matters. Arlo keeps track of the people and places you care about most 
in brilliant HD. It provides live viewing from your smartphone and sends notification alerts straight to you when motion is detected. Place Arlo cameras in hard-to-reach places, indoor or outdoor, and watch over your home from anywhere. One system, endless possibilities. It's 100% wire-free, weatherproof, with night vision. Everything you need to know is at arlo.com slash au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I'll ask you a question, Trevor. Mm. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Usain Bolt? Olympics. Olympics, bah, wrong. Speed. Speed, that's okay. right. I'm not very good on family feuds. <laughs> the long family would struggle. 100 people were surveyed. for the <laughs> And none of them said what Trevor said. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, Optus have actually partnered with the world's fastest man, Usain Bolt, to become the face of their new advertising campaign, which is going to start from next month. You'll see it on, on our screens, online, and in stores. Uh, he is... Uh, no great surprise, it's an Olympic year. Well, Rio de Janeiro, hello, he's training for the Olympics. And when my baby. It's, it is. <laughs> is that real? Please don't sing. When my baby is mine. Go to they, they, they may use that. That's a really good angle Dead for the whole general. thing. Yeah, there you go. We could put that in there. Well, should we license that for the podcast oh, exclusively? Maybe, maybe. I think. We uh, only play 30 contact. seconds of it. We're sweet. Yeah, it's the fair play. Is that what it's called? Yeah, fair play. Like yep. Anyway, who's going to. Listen, if you're listening, would you double us in? Anyway, moving on. Sorry, go on. The Optus campaign is uh, going to feature Usain Bolt. Quite a charismatic character, Usain Bolt. He's he is. Uh, full of energies. You know, can 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 run the hell out of a track as well. He does very well. And he was. They love the celebrity angle, though, don't they? They got the yeah. Ricky Gervais ads. They used him for Netflix quite funny. extensively very at Optus. Um, so obviously we're going to see not the same thing because he's not going to sit in his bath doing an ad. Usain Bolt. <laughs> don't think probably. that'll work with Usain Bolt. I probably would actually, but anyway, that's <laughs> another whole story. Um, the the so we're going to see billboards. We're going to see TV oh, ads. Whole lot. But the whole thing, so the theme around this is a thing that, and this comes from Usain Bolt himself, a thing called relentless improvement. That's kind of a thing that he's had, his creed in his career has been that I want to be constantly improving. And that's a good analogy for the Optus Network because they've spent billions of dollars on their network and they want to convey the fact that we're always improving. It's a work in progress. We're getting better and better. Which is quite smart. And it is actually subtly advertising for all networks because – if you think about it, and we get this a lot when people ask us about which companies to choose and stuff, people think Vodafone sucks, they think Telstra is amazing, and they think Optus is just somewhere in between. Where in reality, Vodafone is anything but bad. Um, they've improved a lot. Telstra is excellent, but not as far away as they used to be. And Optus is as good as the others, if not better, in many areas. In some places, well, Vodafone's better. In some places, Optus, some places, Telstra. So we actually really want to get that message out that whatever your last experience was or whatever someone else has told you, second guess it. Check with check with us because the network's always changing. Absolutely right, and then the you know, Telstra's better in some areas, and and Vodafone's better in some areas. They're, they're all, as I said, a work in progress. They're never mm. finished. These networks are never they're never going to say, okay, we're done. Now that's it. We can go home. Finished. It's <laughs> always going to be on the on the move and on the improve. So, uh, you know, Optus are going to have a lot of fun, I think, with Usain Bolt, and he, he's, we're going to see those ads appearing from next month. Check them out. Uh, the details and a few screenshots and photos are at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick So we've seen it all um, and we've talked a bit about cars and technology but I've got to tell you about the BMW 7 Series I've been driving for the last few days um, This thing Did people think you stole that mate? Or Absolutely yeah. mate I drive People are going what are you, 
You know what? The neighbours across the road actually asked Amanda what I did. I think they were suspicious. They thought you were a drug dealer. Exactly. <laughs> He's got all these phones. You know, they asked, phones. they asked the week after I had the Rolls Royce. I was like, hang on, that's going well, too far, going right? On. You know, yeah. I'm pulling up in a different car every week. What the heck's going And they see me change the number plates, so it's all sus. Yeah. Um, but this thing, mate, is – and we talk, I've talked about Tesla. Everyone's talked about Tesla a lot of talk in the tech world about Tesla because it's just so amazing. <laughs> and and it is. Who is that? It's every so, tech is that journalist. Is a female journalist? Every, okay. No, it's I mainly the boys. I don't talk that way, mate. <laughs> I'll give you that. But there's a lot that do. And that's because it is an amazing car, yeah. especially if you don't drive cars a lot. Yes. Now, I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to suggest that I know everything. But I drive a lot of cars. Mm. And the technology in the Tesla is good, but there's 15 different things that's not in the Tesla. So, for example, you sit in the back of the BMW – there's a, there's a Samsung tablet for the passengers to control the music, the blinds, mm. the sunroof, everything. Audi does it too. They're, Audi A4 they're does it. In the, in the front, you've got gesture control for the stereo. So you can well. point, point at the stereo. What about if you accidentally pick in your nose or something like that? What happens then? Why would you do that, Steve? I don't know. It's, just, it's a gesture I've in the seen car. people in the mirror do that. That's right. There you go. And well, it's, you've got to do it in front of the... the <laughs> ah, right. The, like you've got to move to the what about it? So if you're leaning across the console... And you're doing a bit of an outside of the nostril scratch. <laughs> what are you, Seinfeld? <laughs> you got to, you, you'd have to do the scratch in a circular motion okay, to turn the right. volume up and the so, other way around to turn so the volume down. So if a woman's down. doing a makeup on the way to work, she could be turning her stereo up if she's <laughs> sort of... <laughs> Your mind is a field day. Oh, I don't know. The, um, and, and the other thing is the... Go- what the... Hello? What's going on there? Oh, hang on. I've disconnected myself. I think. Can I hear I can, myself? I can hear you. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> Where are you going to pick that up from? And the other thing is the lane guide. So the Tesla gets all the credibility and stuff yep. for the autopilot, right? This BMW, I drove the M2 to work, pressed the lane guidance, pressed the adaptive cruise control. It drove itself there, mate. I just had to keep my hands on the wheel. This was the BMW, the BMW 7 Series. Yep, yep. It, it, there's a lot of cars that do what Tesla's getting all the yep. credit for, yep. but because Tesla have taken one leap further and said, yeah, you can drive without your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. Which is frankly a little well, off-putting. You've got to remember though, Tesla they did get a lot of attention because for the green factor, the fact totally, that they don't yeah, use yeah. any fuel, we're ele- totally electric, blah blah blah. So I think that attracted a lot of people who don't normally true w- n- want to know that anything about motoring to motoring. All those um, female-sounding tech journalists that it's you were so amazing. They, they, that attracted that crowd. Mm. But uh, you know, we we just got back from CES and we saw the technology is a show. critical part of. CES now, and yeah, you, you, were we at CES or were we at the Detroit Motor Show? You don't know. Well, it, it felt that way, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Anyway, so a great car, and I've done a 360 degree video using that 360 fly on the inside of the car while reviewing the car. Pretty cool way to actually look around the car while I drive to work. In fact, um, if you want to check that out, it's on the EFTM Facebook page and on YouTube. I'll put links up on the Twitter as we go along. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, when we last spoke, uh, Trevor, we had only just received our Microsoft Band 2s. Yes. Uh, we'd only had them on literally just for a few hours. But now a week has passed, mm. and we can now well talk about our experiences we've had in that week. Uh, it is, I've got to say, I really like it in terms of how much it can do. Do, yes. It does plenty. Its capabilities are Far exceeding anything I tried yeah. to do with it. Yeah. I maintain my earlier position that I think it's big and clunky. I, I was unable to wear it as a second device. I gave, I forwent the watch and wore it as a watch because yeah. it is, mate, it's a smart watch. It's big. It's got it the is. time. It's Absolutely. a big thing. 
Um, I didn't find it comfortable. And you know, we talked about it being uncomfortable for me. You know what I think that is? I just think it's because I don't normally have anything on this wrist. So I think mm. it's that if you swatch, swap um, wrists with your watch, yep. you'll find it weird. And I think that's what I yeah, was no, experiencing. I wore it. I wore it. I had my watch on my left hand and my the Microsoft band on my right hand. And found it okay. I sometimes wore it undersides. I had the yep. screen underneath, so it was it was a bit more discreet. Yes. Uh, and I found that one thing I loved about the jawbone was the sleep uh, analysis. Yes. Oh, the sleep analysis that on this. That was really cool. The sleep analysis on this matches the jawbone. I, I, I think exactly. I agree with you. And it's. I think jawbone must be thinking we need to put a display on our next device because this is going to blow them out of the water. Yeah. That, that, that was one aspect I really liked. The accuracy of the step count was pretty cool. I haven't got on the golf course yet, but I'm, the people that I've told about it and wrote about in my review, no, same here. the golf part of this is incredible. And, and I'm really keen. I could be heading out on the course later Can this I, week. I, I got that question because I talked about the golf part with a few people. Like Stuart Bocking loves his golf, yeah. but couldn't understand how it works because I'm like, it, it knows when you hit because of the vibration, yeah, et cetera. sensor. Does it also know the course because it's GPS? Yes, it does, yes. Right, so it knows. It's, it's like a Garmin. It knows, it knows you're on a course. Yes, it does. It knows, so if it knows you, what hold you're on. Right, so it knows that you're still on the tee and you've hit three times. Yep. Right, and then it knows you've moved 100 well, metres and you've hit again. It's got GPS accuracy to within a couple right. of metres. And so, so that's how it does. You can even map your hole. So it's, it shows you your tee shot, where it landed, where your second shot went. Right, And right, you're right. in the green. And then you can, because it's got the sensor, it can detect with a ball hitting your club. Right. And it says, okay, that's a shot. Unless you take a practice swing and have take a divot. heavy divot. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be okay. But I think uh, just that aspect alone, I reckon, is worth spending the money on. If you're yeah. a golfer... Fantastic. Oh, I think the standalone GPS day is very important. You don't need a you phone need to have your GPS. Oh, look, after a week, oh, I do think it is worth the three seventy nine. Yep. Uh, when compared to other similar products in that price range, without question. If you are after a fitness tracker, steps, sleep, whatever, it's very expensive and it's big. Uh, if you're after a sports activity band, it is one of the best on the market. Mm. If you're after a sports activity watch, it's not going to do what your garments no. and things do because they do swimming and like yeah. You know, and then, well, this isn't waterproof. That's, that's right. It's not waterproof, so don't go swimming with it. You'll break it. So, yeah, oh, yeah I'm I'm impressed. It does tick a lot of boxes, though, mate. For me, I think yep. it's a very ambitious product from Microsoft. The app is very good too. I really it is. like the and app, and it works on Android, well. Microsoft, and iOS. That's it. Check it out. Techguide.com.au. Oh, everyone's been waiting. I feel like I've done the show twice and still waiting now <laughs> for Stephen's Minute Reviews. And Stephen, while we're on golf, yes, geez, didn't Garmin release some products today? Oh, boy. Some of which are you know just new versions of what they've already been doing in new, uh, new form factors, but also some cracking new product ideas there. Absolutely right. Let's start with the Approach G10. World's smallest GPS device, 1.3-inch screen. Gives you the basics, the distances. It's got even a green view, so you can see the shape of the green. You can then manually position where the where the hole is, so you get the more accurate distance as well. Yep. Really, uh, it's got 15 hours of battery life. 199 bucks is released in March. And it's the sort of thing you just keep in the golf bag. Well, it can clip. It can clip onto your hat, onto your belt, wherever you want it to go. Yeah, but you don't like you don't. It's not a watch. It's not a thing. It's it's for your yeah. golf bag. You put it in your Absolutely golf bag, right. and as you put your glove on, you yep. put this on your belt or wherever, and you're off you go. 
ready to rock and roll. It's got a, a display that's like sunlight friendly too, so you can read it in bright sunlight. Moving on to the Approach S20. Now, this is more, as much as it is a GPS device, it's also a sports watch and a smart watch. So it can do everything that uh, you can expect for a GPS device, your distances. Uh, it's even got a feature called Oz, uh, Auto Shot Round Analyzer. So it records the distances of all your shots so you can view it later. Uh, so you can see not only where your shots landed, you know, how many fairways you hit in regulation, greens in regulation, all those sorts of things. So really takes you, uh, it makes it easy to analyze your round. But then it can also be used as your everyday watch. Once you step off the course, you can, uh, it, it can be your watch, it can be your step counter, calorie counter, uh, even can track your sleep. And when connected to a smartphone, can also relay notifications. It's going to be available from next month, February, uh, 299 bucks. And this is the cracker, though. This is a beauty. This is called the True Swing. Now, this is the Garmin's very first uh, sensor that they've released that you can actually attach to your club. It just goes just below the grip. It's about six centimeters long, weighs only about 28 grams, so you won't even know it's there. And what this does, it connects with your other Garmin devices. So if you've got your GPS, you've got your watch, you can see in real time the metrics of your swing so you'll be able to see what sort of trajectory you had how, how much distance you could have got with that shot the angle of your club face all of those things can be read through this device so great to use whether you're uh, in the middle of a round or if you're playing uh, if you're at the driving road so you want to capture that ball path trajectory your distance this is the way to do it it's going to be priced at 229 it's available next month you can check those products out at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com you Well, that's a wrap. We enjoyed the Texas barbecue yeah, beef ribs. Very nice. They were good. Happy very with that. Nice. New well, owners, but a bit, bit more expensive. Okay. Yeah, the other prices went up a not touch. Sure, they went up. I'm not okay. sure that was valid, but uh, well, we didn't get cornbread. We just got plain bread today. Good news. Did you yeah, what about that? Just yeah, a piece of plain, slice of bread. Yeah, slice of bread. It's a bit strange. Plain cornbread. Um, good and news. No, we no discount for that. Either. Good news is Stephen doesn't travel often, <laughs> uh, so so the three dollars extra a week is not going to kill us because it's not a weekly thing. Uh, we uh, finished the show, episode 240. We'll be back again next week with Two Blokes Talking Tech. We've now our 100% strike rate for in-person recordings. In 2016, that's and, right. And it? we will continue that as best yep. we can. We, we can't do it every week because we just have schedules, but we'll both be in Barcelona at the end of the month for Mobile World Congress. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll bring you all the latest there. But in between now and then, there's a whole bunch of shows to do here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen Fennick. You can follow all his words, posts, and whatnots at techguide.com.au. My rantings are at eftm.com.au and on Twitter at Trevor Long. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back next week. Stephen, talk to you then. See you then. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.